Hello, you're listening to the Talk Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the TalkSpirit.com website, where you can go for our news, reviews, anime, new and old, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. But yeah, today's episode is a discussional podcast episode, if you can tell by the usually off-the-wall title. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go through the news that seems important to us, comment about them, hopefully get some discussion going on about them, then jump into our community where we have a few really awesome questions from our great community of people that uh, we need restocking. So if you're a fan of the site or a listener that wants to talk, you know, get some conversation going, go to the site and uh, go to the forums and leave us a question. But yeah, anything to jump on before we go dive in the news? Anything important happening lately? There's always something important happening. It's whether or not... I can, it's worth talking about is the question. <laughs> Way to dance around that one. Uh, we finally finished the uh, community watch along for the uh, or community watch along for the uh, Kill a Kill series. So I finally finished it. We just recorded a review for that. So people finally get my my side of the thoughts of the Kill a Kills. Uh, but we thank uh, as usual for our community for joining in on that one and Neko for uh, hosting that for us. Uh, hopefully here soon we'll get our next polling for the next show, and we'll see if that's another one that Andrew needs to kick off his list. <laughs> Maybe it's Gurren Lagann or something. Uh, yeah. Fate Go is, is finishing up Guda Guda. I'm There's afraid of when they'll start got the five, Christmas one. five days left on it. It's, it's, that's like over halfway done. Yeah, it is over halfway I'm, done. I'm ready for it to be done. <laughs> I'm definitely, but I still got to get my stuff done. So One half AP event so I can raise up my characters I got now, so... And then we have a Christmas one coming right around the corner. Hopefully they start the Christmas one early because I'm going to have a busy end of December. I'm going to be on the road and stuff. I don't want to have to worry about, you know, using a hot spot just to get on my f- tablet so I can, you know, punch in every now and then to get whatever we're working on there. Uh, Alter Jean Santa Lily. That's that's the free one there. So mm-hmm. get a little answer there. And of course we have Scott Saha that'll come here soon. So we got a five star Lancer coming up here soon. Fun stuff. You have not pulled Akita yet. Okita, no. I got Okita. No, I ended If it up makes getting... you feel any better, my alt account, I went ahead and burned all my did not get her. You didn't either? No. So You already have her. I know, but I had to pay to get her. <laughs> you didn't. I was telling Chris, if he doesn't end up pulling her by the end of the event, maybe we'll maybe we'll throw something in there to see if we can get her. But uh Yeah. Gotcha. Money sinks gambling all that good jazz uh i'm pretty much done with uh mario odyssey it, it turned into a, a a farming vent with like okay go back to the all the different locations and pound on this blocks and then we'll just throw stars around i'm like uh that's kind of getting old sticking on final fantasy 14 i'm starting to do crafting yeah i've seen that yeah so i want to beat chris at crafting now doubt it <laughs> what you're you're gonna probably hit the brick wall that bobby recently hit probably yeah, and then you'll then you'll realize that it's not fun as well, it yeah, seems. <laughs> it's like everything else in MMOs. At some point, it stops being fun. It starts being labor. no. It's still fun. It's just suddenly the grind becomes slow, very slow, horrid slow. <laughs> Even with leave meats and stuff. Le- leave meats seems to be the way that you, to go, and I'm not doing leave meats. There at all. you go. That's your problem. Yeah, everybody everybody goes on about leave meats, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. Let's jump into news. Are you ready? I suppose so. We oh yeah, we also have right stuff holiday sales coming up soon. So yeah, keep an eye out for our YouTube channel where we'll have more unboxing, hopefully more frequent unboxing videos. I haven't been really buying anything lately, just because I'm just like okay, it's gonna be on sale during the right stuff sales. So I'll just wait. 
So and he always pulls money out of Andrews. So I I seriously doubt there's going to be a problem with some yeah the dark lord Kleckner will pull money <laughs> out of me. Ah, uh, yeah. Our first bit of news we have though is Toei sees an increase in profits in its first half of the fiscal year. Uh, they published uh, they published cost and consolidation sales increase of eighteen point six percent over the uh, same period during last year's. Uh, the operation profits increased by twenty four twenty four point seven percent, and they attribute the uh, they attribute this to the foreign copyright sales success of Dragon Ball Z uh, Dokkan Battle smartphone game, which I have never actually looked into, but I there's assume a there's a Dragon Ball smartphone game. Well, that doesn't that part doesn't surprise me. It's just that yeah, it actually it shouldn't surprise me that did well. <laughs> it's Dragon Ball Z, and people love. Well, Dragon okay. Ball Z. Let me let me rephrase. There is a Dragon Ball Z smartphone game that is licensed. There you go. Yeah, because <laughs> there was tons of Fate stuff before Fate came off. <laughs> I'm surprised that it's still there. But uh, yeah, they're not fighting. You know, license infringements. Not nothing new. That's like the Ken Kali knockoffs. Just it just happens. Uh, I seen one here recently. What was it? It was some smartphone game that had literally like clips ripped out of Torador and stuff. And I'm like, why is this on YouTube as an ad? That's obviously not. I know they did not buy license to have that clip in there. <laughs> uh, it was pretty bad. Yeah, just more good news about the uh, anime industry seeing success, even though it's technically mobile success, <laughs> which is not a good, that's sometimes not a good thing. You, they get mobile success and then you're going to get nothing but mobile games and stuff, so. We'll see. Next bit we have is Kakuryo no Yadomeshi light novel is to get an anime adaptation. Uh, this was slated to premiere in 2018. The series centers around a female college student named Aoi who inherits the ability to see spirits from her late grandfather. Aoi pr- uh, prides herself on her cooking and one day she feed, uh, she's feeding some agricultural spirits when suddenly a god and the master of Tenshinyan, which is a heavenly inn, appears and takes Aoi away. He says that due to her grandfather's debt, she must become his bride. Aoi hates the idea and instead declares that she will pay back her grandfather's debt by working at the inn. So, looks like it'll be a fun little pretty boy show with uh, with uh, hopefully not a bricks. <laughs> yeah, it looks like she she's got a, a, a Tengu and a... Um... Nine and a Kitsune. Yeah. Fox there. So cool stuff. Um, let's see here. Tatsuki, director of Kimono Friends, is recruiting background artists for an unannounced project. So um, this one was uh they, they also said they would reply to all uh inquiries about it by the end of the month. So yeah, there's your answer, Chris. You're wondering if they were gonna be looking on something else. They did those little shorts. So we have we have for sure signs that they are actually working on something and could get something cool. They need to hurry up. We need more. Yeah. More Kamino Friend awesomeness. Uh let's see here. Crunchyroll's parent company, Elation, released a statement on the Crunchyroll redirects uh, to Mount Mauer. Now this is technically old news, um, but I did want to throw this in here in case anybody missed it. I know at some point a lot of people were experiencing problems with Crunchyroll. Um, they said it on November 5th. Someone altered Crunchyroll's Cloudflare 
Um, if you don't know what that is, it's essentially a way of checking people's... Check, whenever you went to Crunchyroll and you see that little dot, dot, dot thing on the screen, that's the Cloudflare. It's basically a area to check on DDoS attacks before your traffic sent to Crunchyroll um, because they do experience a lot of people that will uh, basically attack their servers to prevent other people from being able to log in. Um, but yeah, somebody reconfigured that whole thing and it was sending them to um, malware sites. On a funny note, well, but to finish that off, it was essentially sending them over to a, a site that would download a crunchyviewer.exe malware file. And so um, if you did end up doing that and downloading it and running it, um, you should probably get your uh, your computer checked out. But uh, it wasn't their doing. Somebody messed with this other company they use for DDoS attacks. Um, but uh, yeah. That oh, sucks. sucks. On funny news, <laughs> I'd seen it somewhere at some point. Somebody had posted that somebody hacked uh, the DNS server or, or messed with something in the DNS server for pirate sites and uh, made them redirect to legitimate sites like Crunchyroll, which I'm like, yay, <laughs> hackers doing good things for once. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess technically no hacking is good, but still funny. Uh, let's see here. Next bit of news we have is Valve has contacted developers to request removal of uncensored packing, uh, patching links. Uh, game developers Sekai Project, Manga Gamer, and Darker Studio have confirmed this. Um, basically, adult content that isn't GTA or violent and gore is uh, not allowed on uh, on uh, Steam. But here recently, a lot of companies that did have uh, adult-related uh, visual novels, stuff that has... Uh, you know, usually censored content, they would usually put them censored onto Steam, and that would allow them to get around the no con- adult content restriction. Again, adult, no adult content restriction being anything that is not anything that is just strictly sexual. Because if it's adult content that is violent and gory and whatnot, and that's allowed. But we're talking strictly sexual. Uh, they don't allow that. So while they were getting around that was they were putting the censored ones on a Steam. That way they can sell them. But they were then putting a link in the description or whatever saying you can go here if you want to get it a patch to uncensor it. Well, a lot of people were, were – that was like the first thing that happened right underneath the uh, – somebody would ask – Hey, where's the uncensor patch? And yeah. and somebody right underneath it would say, "This is where you go to get it." So I don't know how they're going to c- control all that, but good luck with it. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good question <laughs> uh, because they're definitely going to have the links in there somewhere. I guess it, it, in this case, it's strictly Steam's telling the developers, "Don't put this in your descriptions. Don't advertise. Hey, you can get it here and just get this patch and it fixes it." They don't want that there at all. I, I think they're the main key thing there is that if you're going to have it in your library and it can't be patched because you can essentially have it in your steam library and patch it and still launch it from the steam. It's just now they just for some reason do not want it allowed there at all. So I don't know why they don't just, uh, separate and make it unavailable to kids. I mean, it's not like they have a hard time with it. And yeah, I understand kids are going to break the rules, but you can't stop all that. No, it goes back to my, I keep throwing the jab in there. It goes back to the whole thing of it. I think it's a really crappy little uh, uh, hypocritical thing when they allow some extremely violent games in there that do have nudity here and there. and But yet this one that has a still of a naked character, that's, oh, that's not allowed. I don't I don't get the how we allow 
extremely gory and violent stuff, but not that. I don't I don't get the difference there. But um, do all or don't do it kind of thing is my opinion. But that's just how society is, <laughs> or at least for North America, that's just how we're kind of formed to think in society. But yeah. So yeah, if you if you want that stuff, I, I mean, Dempasoft is still there that you can still get your stuff from them. Um, it kind of sucks because I don't really trust Dempasoft so much with them managing a library I can go back to to download from because I, I've I've bought stuff from there before because I like I got the Grisaya stuff from there and they have a page where you can go and see what you've downloaded and then they changed their site somehow and I went back there and I couldn't access that list so it was kind of one of those wow I don't know if they're gonna ever have it and it says somewhere in there that it's not gonna always be available so it's like you're, you're buying digital goods that you can't always get whenever you want it. And Steam was a good way of being able to, you know, it's there and you can constantly go back and hit your download for uh, your content. But I guess the, it's just still the problem with digital re- distribution altogether. So even with Steam, eventually they can pull stuff from Steam. I mean, just like PSN and stuff. So, yeah. Sucks, but uh, they it's their, it's their server. I mean, they can choose what they want to do with their their site and their program. So Angel Beats is going out of print. Sentai Filmworks has announced that they're going it's going out of uh print. They did hold a sale at the beginning of the month here, but uh you know, we're late in getting you this news, so <laughs> that's not gonna help you much. But if you can find yourself a copy, um I guess now's the best time to because they have officially announced that they no longer have the license or they're the license is going away, they're no longer printing them, so um, now's the time to grab it if you actually were interested in it. Uh, best bit of then. The manga or the anime? The anime. Mm-hmm. Blu-ray DVD. Next bit we have is Keichi Hara, director of Miss Hokusai and Colorful, gave details on his next project. Uh, this next project is due to completion in 2018. It will be a female adventure fantasy, as they describe it. Uh, they revealed a visual for the project, um, which basically has a modern-day girl that has a bicycle, and she's walking through like a archway of greenery. Um, and in reports that Hara explained that the protagonist will have adventures in another world, and this will be his first full-blown fantasy work. I don't know if that means what he thinks it means. My opinion of full-blown fantasy work would be, like, strictly it's in fantasy, not modern person in fantasy. That kind of breaks that full-blown fantasy for me. Ah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Thanks. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the colorful is the suicide anime, right? Yeah. It's cool to see new directors. I'm always... I always enjoy highlighting other directors besides you know Miyazaki and stuff just to show people other directors that are moving up that are trying to do these big movies that uh, we can take note of now I don't know if it's going to be a movie or if it's going to be a series so that, that's I guess the other question I don't think that they specified but he does do movies so yeah he does movies you kind of assume for those that are waiting for Fate Apocrypha to pop up on Netflix no longer have to wait anymore uh, I think it was back in November 7th that they released the first 12 episodes it was funny because i got an email that says uh watch the entire series now on netflix and i'm going wait you got all 24 episodes already (laughs) 
Um, I cracked a joke on Twitter and everybody's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm like, uh, just joking the fact that it's a single, it, they only are releasing a single core of the two core series. It's still being animated right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's available in US and Canada in multiple languages, um, including English and Japanese with subtitles. So you can go check it out now if you want to, if you're okay with waiting on the second half for another three months. But uh, yeah, cool stuff. I want to watch it. The Disastrous Life of Psyche K is officially slated for release in January. Are you ready, Chris, for more Psyche K? You said it's available for release. Did I say that? Yes, you did. It's premiering in January. The second season. Yes. Okay. Say the second season is coming in January. The second season is coming in January. Chris, Good. Are you ready? We're on board. January 2nd? No, I don't think I specified a day. No, just in January. January. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, there you go. That's, That's all what I said. I not, said not, it three times. Mm, mm, I said I'm mm, on board. Let's do it. Ready for more justice. Justice. An eyeball. 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 Annoying freaking dude. Oi, 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 oi. Nah, nah, oi, nah. Oh my gosh, that show. Uh, yeah. Other people that have, or other shows that have been announced for January is Citrus. The anime TV series is going to be in January. Uh, cool thing to note is that Nano Ripe and Mia Regina will be performing the theme songs for Citrus. So more Nano Ripe's always good. Yep. Yeah. And some Yuri action. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I've I think Citrus is one of those that I've been told is really good. So we'll yeah. see. Or I read a little bit of manga. It was it was I. Right. It's it right. it's the usual. It's the usual Yuri fair. Girl kissed me. I don't know why she did that. Now I'm questioning myself, and now they don't care about me anymore, and I want them to care about me. Kind of fair. But uh, there's a some overarching plot that's actually mixed in there, so that's cool. Uh, Wafters anime film global crowdfunding actually re- reached its goal, so yay. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, it still has a stretch goal of $15 million to increase the runtime. Uh, from forty to fifty minutes, or to forty to fifty minutes to sixty minutes, but uh, the actual global distribution will now happen because they reached their goal. So, all those people that were kicking in for the Kudwafter global release, there you go. I, you probably already know because <laughs> you probably put money into it. You're probably watching it more than I am, but that's exciting to see that kind of succeed because we have to let visual um, key arts and all them know that we want their stuff. So. Yeah, excited. Yes, oh, right. but I didn't uh, get in on that one. You st- I think you still can. I don't know. Netflix is uh, revealing the December fifteenth premiere date for the Japanese and uh, visual. Wait, Netflix revealed December fifteenth for a premiere date for Japan of the Erased live action series, and they also released a visual. If you want to go check that out. Uh, it's due it to release in 190 countries this winter, and it will adapt the manga's epilogue story as well. So that's cool. Apparently, nobody's ever. The apparently, I think the anime never had the epilogue story. So yeah, it, cool. they didn't finish it right, according to like everybody on the internet's. Completely different locations how it ended. So yeah, I do know that the ending itself was way different. I just didn't know that was an epilogue. So cool stuff. Um, more stuff kind of funded by Netflix to kind of get pushed through. I enjoyed the Final Fantasy one, so I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Hopefully they'll pull off a good adaptation. Attack on Titan Season 3 
You don't. You don't worry. You won't have, that have was to wait. Quick. You don't have to wait <laughs> six years for the next season. Uh, they have announced that in July of 2018, Attack on Titan season three will come to us. July so, or January? July. Uh, no, compilation film is January. Okay. Yeah, January we'll have a compilation film of the previous seasons, or just second season. Yeah. So yeah, more more Attack on Titan coming, and thankfully they're they've set a date. Hopefully they'll keep that date. Um, I, I don't know. Did they did they say a date last time? I mean, no, they had a big problem with people that were claiming when it was going to come, but I don't think they ever. I don't think I ever seen an actual official announcement from them to actually have a release date. So I think they're still keeping with Wit Studio, so don't have to worry about that. I, I don't remember if it said specifically somewhere, but I would assume so. Getting into the good stuff. Yeah, that's see, that's where it's gonna get really questionable. There's a lot of people that are. F- <laughs> that's where it gets wordy, and I'm hoping they cut a lot of that wordiness out. That that was my hope. It's like I. This is the one part that I am most interested to see how they adapt because this is the one part that I hated the most, but loved the most because I loved what happens in it. I hated how much they talked. <laughs> so well, yeah, but we all, But I also had pointed out that in the part before that that it was going to be wordy and they actually pulled off mixing in the action by kind of shifting how things were flowing. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't so, really go back and double check a lot of that stuff because, you know, Crunchyroll. None of us want to go back and read all that. <laughs> no, Crunchyroll's Mega app dropped all the That's true chapters, too. Because so. I wanted to, I really want oh, to look shoot, into all I that gotta stuff. Ca- I got to get back to reading that. Yeah, I'm now two chapters behind, and I open up one of the chapters and go, oh, God, more talking. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so much freaking talking. I'm getting so annoyed by it. I've got to the point where I pretty much skipped through a lot of it. I'm skimming so much of it. I should. I definitely should. Because, like, a lot... It's not that I don't like conversations. It's just a lot of the conversations just don't go anywhere. They're not really talking about anything but repeating a lot of things. They're just trying to drag out some kind of conflict. Well, the sad thing is, is when I was up to date, it didn't it didn't seem to bother me that there was so much wordy. If you have to well, those chapters are long. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're wordy, it's going to drain you just to go through one of them and go right into But see, one. you're only doing one chapter. Right. When you're doing several chapters all at one time just to get caught up. Yeah, that's that's way too much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Hopefully they'll use less CG in season 3 as well, so hopefully <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Next bit of news we have is Atsuki Takayo deleted his Twitter account following complaints about his artwork in Fate Grand Order. So yeah, we're gonna start covering Fate Grand Order. <laughs> I think it's our it, it's a it's a good news bit to come up just on artistic value in general. Um, essentially, apparently, he also deleted his Pixiv account. If you don't know what a Pixiv account is, basically, it's an image board for artists in Japan. They put up their their art up there and. People can comment on them and stuff like that. You can find a lot of really good uh, art in Pixiv. But anyway, apparently delete that as well. Uh, the the illustrator also did uh, Bodokai, the art uh, the writer class character before, and then recently did uh, Pavardi, uh, the lancer, which technically is supposed to be Sakura for those that don't know. Um, but uh, people are complaining that. Their two art styles look pretty much like the, the uh, people are saying that he basically traced the previous work to make the new character, and I can kind of see that. But at the same time, it's it's kind of crappy to see 
people harassed like that. I don't know. I don't know the extent of it because it was, you know, they were basically reporting here that it's a lot of Japanese people were complaining that there was that happening. And that's what kind of caused him to may have caused him to delete his accounts. It's pretty obvious. Probably what caused him to delete his accounts, but yeah, I, it's one of those annoying things like, okay, divine works and all them. They approved it. Just go with the kind of thing. I, I, I do, but at the same time, I do see the frustration there because a lot of the draw and fake grand order is the artwork. So I can, I can agree with people that if you see, especially if you're excited for a character and you see that character, you know, their artwork suddenly pops up and it looks pretty much similar to this other character, that could be a huge letdown and something that's frustrating because, again, you're a lot of people here are trying to collect artwork. Um, and that's kind of one that draws to fake grand order. But yeah, if you want to, you can go online. There's there's a lot of people that are kind of throwing up little pictures where they overlay cutouts of one character or the other, and I I can see the argument there. But I I at the same time I don't I don't agree with harassing these people over this kind of stuff. It seems kind of petty, but type moonies can get really serious about things, and I'm sure they're gonna get serious when they reply to this podcast episode. <laughs> So don't anger the tight moonies. It's so funny because you you look in comment sections for a lot of these articles talking about this subject, and it's like you know the tight moonies in there. You know where they're at because they just get so passionate about it. Uh, I'm gonna stop antagonizing them because I'm gonna get attacked. Let's move on. Hina Matsuri TV anime staff has been revealed, and they have also released a visual. This is one of those news bits where when I see it, I go, wait, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> Apparently, there's this adaptation for this manga that's about a girl with superpowers and how she lives with a boy that's part of the Yakuza. And it's a comedy. And the visual has, like, what looks it's like e. a ripoff of E.T., <laughs> but she's being flung out of the bike. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, everything about this I love. So I'm excited. It, studio is doing it. Our studio Phil is doing it. Uh, director Kei Oikawa is going to be directing it, who did, of course, Stop Big Company, Romantic Comedy, Snafu 2, and Our Club Has a Problem. Uh, the synopsis of the comedy manga centers around a superpowered girl named Hina and Nita, a young member of the Yakuza. Hina suddenly appears in Nita's room and threatens him with her extraordinary powers. However, they end up living together. So. How many more things can you do to slap the, please, I want to watch this on there? You can see the character designs. They're pretty fun. He's like, he's like, he's still like all, all they could have added to this whole scenario is him to have like a pompadour. <laughs> and he's like, eh? uh? Yeah. Looks, looks like a blast. Uh, that definitely could be a lot of fun. Hopefully it turns out to be fun. But yeah, it's going to be premiering in spring 2018. So look forward to that. So it's what it's a way to wait. Seems so far away. It's like four or five months. So yeah. Maybe six months. Not about four or five months. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Visual Arts and Key have launched a campfire crowdfunding campaign for a VR CG anime video for Planetarian. So Visual Arts and Key are enjoying the crowdfunding right now. (laughs) This one is JP only. um, But just want to mention it because hopefully it would be something that we eventually see over here if it does happen. The goal is 10 million yen. Uh, it's going to be a 368 or 360 degree VR video of Yumemi doing the Starry Sky explanation scene from the anime and visual novel. 
Uh, it will utilize a the latest 3D modeling to capture and create facial expressions and emotions, and is being done by DND Pictures. Uh, rewards for the Campfire campaign include uh, clear files, Blu-ray discs, copies of the script, ending credits, uh, signatures, and figures. So, cool stuff. Cute little movie by me doing little explanation of the story. I actually would love to watch that. Yeah. But I will never do VR. I've never been excited for it so <laughs> maybe i will whenever we get the japanese the the uh shield the the mashu uh vr experience for big go <laughs> uh bring it down a little bit here oh actually a lot uh we have to report some sad news in here as well uh hiromi sudu who of course is the voice of bulma in the japanese version of dragon ball z has passed away on november 16th at the age of 57 uh, reports say that she was found in her car unconscious uh, when they tried to take her to the hospital. She passed away. Um, Aoni Productions reported that the cause of her death was aortic dissection. Um, and uh, we are definitely sad to see her go. And of course, Bulma being a very cool character in the Dragon Ball Z series, um, she definitely was, even though we never knew her, uh, experienced the passion that she had for her character. And uh, definitely are sad today. So, any comments? I like Bulma. Yeah, Bulma's a cool character. OXT and Myth and Roid are going to be performing the songs for Overlord Anime Season 2. So, more awesomeness. Yes. I guess we know which song will be in the winter 2018 music episode. Very likely. <laughs> Both of them, probably. Because uh, I think OXT was the opening, wasn't it? I think OXT did the opening, and then Myth and Roid did the closing. Sega announced is going to announce a new Valkyria product. Uh, <laughs> why am I even bothering getting excited for? I'm not. I'm not. I, no, I shouldn't be excited for this. I'm just going to say Sega is going to is teasing the announcement of a Valkyria project for November twentieth. Uh, technically, video game news, but uh, a lot of the Valkyria Chronicle stuff ended up becoming anime. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, it'll probably be a mobile game this time because that crappy Revolution game I didn't want to touch with a ten foot pole. I just wanted my original Valkyrie Chronicles. But, uh... Nothing new from a Sega. A mobile game? It'll probably... I'm just saying it'll probably be a mobile game because their last game... What was it called? Valkyrie Revolution or something like that? Yeah, Valkyrie Revolution, that thing bombed. So. We thought when they announced Valkyrie Revolution they were going to announce a mobile game, so now it's got to be a mobile game is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think they already have a browser game, so I, I don't know. They would probably just maybe move that over. I don't know. But yeah. Yuna and the Haunted Springs, Haunted Hot Springs manga is getting an anime adaptation. Uh, this one was on the in the 50th issue of Shisha, Shisha Weekly Shonen Jump announced it. Uh, the odd story between a physical ghost buster and the, his Ghost roommate centers on a young man who encounters the ghost, a young girl at a creepy hot spring guest house. So, Rice Stuff reveals details on Gundam Age, Gundam UC, and Gundam 00 releases. So let me break it down for you guys. Uh, they're all going to include English and Japanese with subtitle options. They are not going to record, record new dubs. They will have all the original dubs included. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Age and Age Memory of Eden OVA will release in three sets in 2018 on Blu-ray and DVD. Mobile Suit UC will release on Blu-ray in 2018 and will be the OVA version of the anime, not the TV crappy series. 
I'm actually looking forward to watching the OVA version because I heard that the the TV version was not a good changeover. So, and I had problems with the UC. So hopefully that'll fix it. Both season of Mobile Suit Gundam Double O, as well as the movie Awakening of Trailblazers, will release on Blu-ray and DVD in 2018. So, cool stuff. Excited. More more Gundam to watch. Ah. <laughs> uh, more crowdfunding news. It, it it's kind of scary at the same time. Cool that we a lot of our news ends up being crowdfunding stuff. But uh, yeah, this the North Star ebook Kickstarter campaign ends with twenty two point twenty twenty two point nine million yen, uh, which is basically about two hundred one thousand USD. Uh, the original campaign was a goal of three million yen, so they overshot that a ton. Uh, it will release the entire the release itself is the entire manga in both English and JP versions on a pro- uh, progress technologies device called an E1 book. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's kind of like a fold out digital ebook that uh, uses, I think, some kind of e ink to uh, make the the manga in there. So you can have the entire series in a small little digital book. So cool stuff. Hopefully they release it on the side. Outside of the Kickstarter, because I didn't back it. I like ebooks or e ink or i ink or whatever it is. Well, the Kindle uses e ink. I'm not sure if they're using. I'm assuming they're using e ink. The Nooks had e ink too. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah, cool. If you back that, congratulations. You have yourself the entire collection on the digital book. Five films have been submitted for animated feature Oscar. Uh, that includes A Silent Voice, Sword Art Online, Ordinal Scale, Napping Princess, Mary and the Witch's Flower, and In This Corner of the World. Now, if you're asking, <gasps> why isn't your name in the list? It's because they submitted that last year, so it fought in the last year's competition. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't think... Sadly, none of them have a chance against the, um, you know, the... The usual bias or yeah, the usual bias to the American animated stuff, but I, I'm just glad it gets recognition. Hopefully one of them at least gets nominated. That way it gets a little bit of recognition there, but I have zero hopes whatsoever. But it's important to note that it was there, so cool stuff. Uh this is really exciting. Kind of another similar semi gaming news, but again, it's also uh has its anime counterpart, so bear with us. Aquaplus has uh, began streaming a promo video with release date for a Utawaramoto remake. Uh, this is going to release on PS4 and Vita. They also announced an OVA with the box set trilogy release of the three games that tells the childhood story of Koan and is going to be animated by White Fox, who of course did the False Faces adaptation. Why it's exciting for me is because I seen them. They brought. They even brought over the false faces and the other. Uh, the, the last two stories of the game releases of Utuaramano, but they were following the story from False Faces, which I didn't particularly care for that story. But I really badly badly wanted the original Utuaramano that the the original anime Utuaramano was based off of. We just never got that. I think you can get them on like PC and rip it and all that kind of stuff. But I never wanted to do that. So this is a remake of that original story. I would love to play that game. So I'm Me I'm too. excited about it, and I hope that they bring that game over. I'm on board. And hopefully Crunchyroll will get the OVA so that we can watch the 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 childhood story of Kuan. Because she was adorable, so yeah. She wins. 
I just like I like the original story a lot better. I would love. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they've ever had branching storylines or anything like that. I think it was a pretty basic. It did straight to story. a point, from so, what I understand. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, news for fans of Welcome to the Ballroom. Uh, the Twitter account for Welcome to the Ballroom did a post um, from the creator Tomo Takeuchi, who of course did the manga, uh, and he revealed that the plot for the anime will surpass the manga. So the announcement, or the the quote as translated by ANN is, thank you very much to everyone on the cast and staff for creating a wonderful anime for the end game of Metropolitan uh, Metropolitan tournament the original work and the anime were going to advance the story at the same pace but the original work is falling behind so the anime will go ahead of it the original work isn't finished but i will convey my plans for it in advance uh, or to advance furthermore as i continue to work on the original i set my sights on developments that happen at the metropolitan tournament and after i think i will release parts of different uh, that differ from the anime Though they will start from the same plan, but uh, I'm happy. I'll be happy if people enjoy either the anime or the manga. So, yeah, that means the show is not going to end, <laughs> or the show is not going to have an ending. That's what bothered. For some reason, I thought Welcome to the Ballroom manga was ended, but apparently I was wrong. So that's right because we, we talked about how the, he got ill and or they were he was releasing less pages than usual, and people were noting it. So. Yeah, that's always shaky ground, but at least it sounds like he's taking a part of it, so we're not going to get something where the anime is just going off the wall on its own ending or something. Suddenly all the characters die or something. <laughs> uh, let's see here. My last bit of news before we get into licenses is, uh, and I kind of put the title of this, is why do people misquote Japanese or creators so much? <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of sad about this, but apparently this this hit my Twitter feed the other day, and I immediately jumped on it, and then I got immediately frustrated. But uh, one of the posters at Crunchyroll News had posted with the subject that says Makoto Shinkai quote I'm not much I'm not much interested in Hollywood Your Name live action remake unquote. Now that sounds like wow Makoto Shinkai is saying I'm not much interested in this whole your name live action remake it sounds very dismissive of it and almost appalled by it kind of sense to it so i check out the article i'm like whoa why is he so angry about this or why does he have such a dis or why is he so dismissal of this so i go look in there did not find a single quote in there where it had that quote in it i don't know where they got that quote in the time the title because everything quoted in the article says nothing to that effect but anyways, for those that are wondering why he's so dismissive of your name, this is the actual statement from uh, that's on the article that is from Oricon News. It says, people often compare their child or their creation with their child, but I'm not much interested in how, men, how my child would be treated. There was an announcement that the Hollywood version will be made. While I'm looking forward to how it will go, I also think how it will grow is up to himself the Hollywood version of itself, because it's already left my hands. I've seen the exhibition keeping uh, such a distance rather than whose uh, art they are. I feel it's very, uh, it's, it was very refresh or very fresh as an artist exhibition. I think that's something else. 
So yeah, the way it actually sounds is like, okay, it's out of my hands. I'm going to let them kind of create their own thing. It's not so much a... I kind of wonder what the how he was questioned before he did that response, because it almost sounds like somebody was asking them, what do you think of them doing their own thing? You think they're going to ruin it or something like that? Because it really does sound like he's kind of like, okay, look, I know a lot of people think these are all their children, but I, I made this thing, and they're going to do this with their thing. I'm not going to sit there and kind of... I'm not a part of that. He's not a part of it. The only thing I really do get out of this whole thing that's alarming is that it sounds like he doesn't have a part of it, and he should, because that means they're just going to do their own thing. So, I don't know. It. My main point is I really do get frustrated with these misquoting. Your thoughts? I agree. I that Didn't we have that same problem with the, um, the Kumamiko comment a long time ago, where mm-hmm. it... it it's he said one thing and it sounded and everybody turned it into something totally different and i i it, it just take your time with what they're saying try to take into consideration what they're saying don't automatically assume that it's something else well the more frustrating thing is you know exactly why they made the title what it is clickbait yeah. people i immediately clicked on it if i seen mikoto shinkai is fine with them doing whatever they want with his with his creation I probably wouldn't clicked on it. I clicked on it because they misquoted him at the top. So I, I, I know why they do it. It's just it's more frustrating because now people will say, oh, uh, when when the live action one comes in America, people are going to immediately have like his face on a little picture and they're going to put the quote down there. I'm not much interested in your name. People are going to start quoting that as what he said. And that was his intention and what he said. That's what's frustrating. Taking things out of context and putting them in a different context because it's going to get click is annoying to me. It's the same thing that happens with, with Miyazaki all the time. He constantly gets misquoted. And he gets constantly put that he's saying things he's not. It's, it's, it's frustrating how much Miyazaki is like the most misquoted and fakely quoted person in history. It's so weird. Uh, there was the, the anime was a mistake. He never said that. The actual interview, he said, you see whether you can draw like this or not, being able to think up your own kind of design, it depends on whether or not you can say for yourself, oh yeah, girls like that exist in real life. If you don't spend time with real people, you can't do this because you've never seen it. Some people spend their lives interested in only themselves. Almost all Japanese animation is produced with hardly any basis taken from observation of real people, you know. It's produced by humans who can't stand looking at other humans, and that's why the interesting is industry is full of otaku. He never said anime was, was a mistake. He's saying they have an issue in the production of anime that they don't they don't see real people often. It's not a thing that anime was a mistake. He made his fortune off of anime. Um, the other one was the insult to life itself. The anime. This is an insult to life itself. That was. Technically, what he said, but taken out of context, is broken. He was upset because they showed the this group of people that was part of the Duago Artificial Intelligence Laboratory was showing him an, a, a demo of this artificial intelligence they created, where they have this rendered creature, uh, almost looks like human, but it looks more like a zombie or an, like a like a grotesque looking vampire guy or something like that. But anyways. The point was the artificial intelligence itself was to, for it to learn how to walk 
by on its own. And what it was doing was it was using its head as a leg and stuff. It was just kind of flopping around grotesquely. And he was appalled by it. He he was talking about I, I when I was watching this, all I can think of was my friend who has a disability who has trouble with even giving me a high five. That's all he could think about. And he's talking about uh, whoever created that uh, has no idea what pain is. And um, what was the other quote? He said, um, he doesn't care if other people makes it. He just would never use it in his own project. And I think that's a testimony to how he feels uh, letting something grotesque like that that is not man-created um, just is appalling to him. But the whole point is that there there's a context to this. He was appalled by it because it reminded him of his friend, and that's what threw him off. And then the, and the later part of that is really him, to, uh, it kind of, them explaining, or uh, the Ghibli producer asking them, you know, what is your what is your goal here? And they're like, well, we want to be able to have machines draw pictures. And that, you know, that, that is not going to sell with Miyazaki. He's always known for speaking his own words. I'm surprised he didn't give more choice words there. But uh, there's the other bit, a clip right after that. And this is all part of this, uh, the man who is not done Miyazaki uh, documentary. But the clip right after that is where he's like, this is a sign of end times. Uh, people, uh, humanity has lost faith in itself. And I think that's really a comment on how, why does why doesn't mankind make their own stuff? Why do they rely on computers to do it for them? Because he's never liked computers. That's that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Any comment on that? Nope. I think you got it right out the park. It was it, he. He is he, uh, probably one of the biggest misunderstood p- people that I've I've ever I've ever seen. He just everybody quotes him as the big old grump m- grumpy guy that just smokes his cherry cigars, but. Yeah, he's he's an old man. He's got his opinions and I don't I don't I don't I don't think that how how do you put it? Just because a person is old and grumpy doesn't necessarily mean that what they say is necessarily bad. They just they have their way of talking that doesn't quite conform to the way we receive things any, now we, anymore. We, we try to put filters on our words where they don't really see the filters. Um, I think somebody in the comment section of one a YouTube clip of it said it pretty well. It says, this, is work, it, this work is void of empathy and pain, unlike real humans who experience it, which is something Miyazaki uses a lot in his work. So, yeah, That's yeah. very true. I mean, the man is a genius, and he has an understanding of life like no other people really capture so for to just dismiss what he says is well he's just being a grumpy old man well you're you're kind of missing you probably should see what he's saying instead of just automatically assuming usually he usually is not mean for the sake of being mean he usually has some kind of purpose behind what he's meaning so that's not to say he's a perfect being it's just Give him more credit than, you know, you are giving him credit for. And stop misquoting him or, or saying... It's like you could find... If you... Just look... Look up Hayao Miyazaki uh, quote and look in Google Images. You're going to see tons of little gifts that are are clips that are taken out of his... What was it called? The, uh, the Dreams and Madness documentary that he did. And literally there's these random scenes. And it's so funny because a lot of these clips are the same clip. It just has different subtitles, and it's him saying just the worst stuff against otaku, against anime, against different people, and it's like none of that was in that documentary. 
these people are literally making it look like he is saying something he's not. And that's that's just wrong, in my opinion. But I know it's funny. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's just, it sucks when people start seeing that as being actual quotes. It's where it kind of gets kind of diluted in itself. So, yeah. Back out of the angry rants. <laughs> uh, quick run through on licenses. If anything here sounds interesting, Chris, just let me know. And we'll read the synopsis for it. Seven Seas has announced they got true Tenchi Moyo light novel, The Bride What's of... What's the Tenchi... The true Tenchi Moyo? It's the true one. Well, obviously. Obviously. Uh, based on the Tenchi Moyo Ryoki OVA series, this trilogy is a canonical light novel explores in lore and that shapes the past, present, and future of the sprawling Tenchi Moyo universe. And the first novel delves deep into the backstory of Emperor Azusa, Ayaka, and Sasami's, uh, Sasami's father... Uh, while learning about what happened immediately following the conclusion of the second OVA series in the second novel, witness the mysterious past of Tenchi, Tenchi's grandfather, Yosho, and how he came to find himself on Earth in the aftermath of Ryoko's attack and dry. Mm, sounds third interesting. Novel, third novel. It's like digging into everything that I've always wondered about in the Tenchi Moyo universe. There you go. The third and final novel learned the origin of the super genius Washu. That's another thing we all want to know the origin of. Well, he's she's the greatest. She's a genius. The Bride and the Exorcist Knight manga, fairy tale battle royale manga. That's not fairy tale, by the way. Uh, Claudine manga, Vercelli's of the Dead manga, Space Battleship Yamato uh, manga. How a realist hero rebuilt the Kingdom Light novel is going to be in print format now. Uh, Wonderland manga. Harukana received beach volleyball manga, which I think that's that one that's becoming an anime here soon. So they're they're getting ahead of that one, which is cool. Ojo Jojo manga plus size elf manga and the bride was a boy manga. Plus size elf. I know, you you gotta know see you've got to see, see it, don't you? <laughs> she's not too plus size. Oh, she's just she's tall. Little, she's a little chunky. Okay. She got a little chunky there. Seven Seas described the stories as Naokun, a massage therapist, is about to head home for the day when he sat when he's saddled <laughs> with a rather strange patient. Uh, the lovely lady has em- emerald eyes, pointy ears, and grew up in the forest. Everything about her screams elf, except for one thing: her bodacious body. It turns out she left her world, but loves jo- uh, but loves junk food in this one. And now her obsession has caught up with her. Can Naokun help this lovable elf girl lose weight and keep it off? Like a silly idea for a plot, okay. but more than the manga. Uh, I, I just wonder at the boardroom of Seven Seas are like, dude, guys, this one. <laughs> this one, guys. It's going to be the next Naruto. All right. The Yen Press announced that they are going to release uh, Eclair Anata ni Hibiku Yuri Anal. Anthology manga, Napping Princess novel, uh, Strange Creature at uh, Kudo Yuri Apartments manga, Suno no Gakuen manga, Final Fantasy VII on the way to a smile, Sword Art Online alternative Gun Gale online night novel, World in so we got some Saku Saku light novel coming, uh, Little Witch Academia manga, Fruits Basket another manga, uh, that's Fruit Basket another. Not fruit baskets and another. <laughs> it's one thing. Star Wars Lost Stars, Attack on Titan in box sets. Um, the manga. Caterpillar Girl and Bad Texture Boy. Mon- what? <laughs> okay. 
gotta, gotta read that one. Oh, what the heck title is that? I even wrote it in there. Caterpillar Girl and Bad Texture Boy. Japanese here. This manga follows a socially awkward boy and his childhood friend who is beautiful, smart, kind, and just about perfect in every 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 way. However, the boy turns down her confession of love. A few days later, the girl goes missing, only to reappear before the boy a few days later after shedding her human form. So That's she odd. A caterpillar girl. Okay. Hmm. Wonder where that's gonna go. <laughs> Uh, again, manga. Teasing Master Takage, uh, Takagi-san manga, uh, Shibuya Goldfish, and Defeating the Demon Lord's Sinch. Look at the the Final Fantasy one. What, what, who's who's that following? Tech story set between Final Fantasy VII game and the Advent Children's CG, game, uh, CG film. Uh, first story, Case of Dez- Denzai. Inspire the original video game. So that, that would be after Final Fantasy and before that movie about them all kind of come back together. I don't I didn't know there was something missing. <laughs> I don't remember anything missing, but yeah. Uh Crunchyroll is now streaming Rumble Hearts. Okam- uh, Okami san and her seven companions. Armontage three, go watch it. Or on high school host club. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, which I don't think they even have, but like thirty something episodes, what was it? Yeah, it was well, it didn't seem like it was all of it. The Galaxy Railways, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc V, Knowing, Baka and Test, Burst Angel, Utuaramano, the original series, uh, which go watch that one as well. Uh, Kawaban, uh, which is was a show that we were wanting to watch, but they never brought it over, so that was interesting. It was a short, though. Onara Goro, Rainy Koko, and Cute High School, Cute High Earth Defense Club, Love, 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 OVA. Kadansha has announced they licensed I Am In Love and It's The End Of The World manga digitally and Golosseum Cross Infinity Wor- World, which I've never heard of them before but they're, I guess, a publishing company got the Champion of Justice and Supreme Ruler of Evil light novel and finally, Viz Media got Mazinger Z Infinite Film and the Blue Sky Feeling manga, so cool stuff Sighting always love seeing all these licenses because it shows how flourishing our, our industry is. So that's cool. Cool, cool stuff. All right. That's it for all the news that we have. I guess we can move on to community. Sounds unless, like, unless I missed any news that I didn't cover. No, you, no. you, you got it pretty good. Okay. Okay. Make sure. Uh, but yeah, you can go to the talkspear.com and go to the forum link at the top there and join our wonderful community there. And then you can leave us a comment in our, anime question thread anime cast question thread on the bottom in the anime cast forums and then you can have your question right on the podcast just like uh these individuals did who uh, we thank them as usual for sending us some questions uh first one we have is blue spark he says i've been slacking off on delivering a new podcast question post for a while let's rectify that since i'm not nearly as uh not nearly out of shows and your ponderings are always a lot of fun to listen to i have some more cross franchise ships for you to create, including alternative options in parentheses if you haven't watched this show, particular show. That actually helps a lot. <laughs> because we have that experience here again. Uh, he had uh, Arya, the Scarlet Ammo, and Okami-san and her seven companions, which I so badly want to watch that second one. Uh, so I had to fill in the one that he has here, which is the film of Zero, which we have watched. It's been a long time, <laughs> That's though. That's easy. 
It's been a long time. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely the given one. Of let's, course. Let's get that Louise out of the way. Louise and Arya. Yes, let's get that out of the way. <laughs> we have the two uh, Ryukajimia characters. Uh, two Sundays would be a Sundere Yuri couple. Just, I want a show about a Sundere Yuri couple, please. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Yuri just because it, I feel they fall in that same kind of uh, layout, but there's just something about wanting to Sundere's to have a relationship would be a lot of fun. It's so. just a little battle and then suddenly they become awkward and and sweet and they it, both it's go, just... it's not like I love you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear a lot of humps. <laughs> uh, now that that one's out of the way, um, I guess I can put uh, Saito, who is the main character of Zero, uh, put him along with Rico, who is uh, from Arya. I just feel like he, I, I think he would handle her all right. Uh, I mean, she's really cute at first, and then you have her whole kind of reveal that happens, and she's a little bit more rambunctious. But I think she has a she has a side in there that needs to be saved, and I think I think Saito could could save her. So I'll I'll give him her. Uh, I also have let's see here, um, Kinji, who is the main character of uh, Arya. I can um, what I Kinji kun Kinji kun. <laughs> I, I put him with the the May girl uh, Sesta just because I, I think he I think he's an all right guy and I think I think he'll handle uh, she's cute so I'm, I want to give her over there so uh, next one we have was he had uh, Munster and Lucky Star <laughs> I've not watched Munster that's that's in the pile of shame but I'm allowed to put it in my pile of shame and not be too shamed just because you know nobody has it and I would love to watch it but uh, he also had Azamanga Dayo on there so Lucky Star and Azamanga Dayo. Uh, I'm going to put Kimura, who is the teacher from Azamanga Dial. I'm going to give him Akira, from the, who is the, the girl that does the Lucky Channel thing. Just because I'm a bad, bad person. <laughs> and anybody that knows who Kimura is is probably laughing right now and saying I'm a terrible person. But I'm doing it for the laughs. So, there you go. Uh, the other one I have is Koyomi uh, from Azamanga Dayo and uh, Izumi, who is the... Uh, the uh, Lucky Star's main character. I think I think they would work well together, just because Izumi is kind of semi-ganky. She gets a little carried away, and of course Koyomi is the kind of the straight man character, and I think she'll be able to to handle Izumi's character. So that's that's why I chose that one. And then I have uh, Sukasa and uh, Chio, just because of the adorableness of that would be you know up there because they're both adorable. So did you have anything on those ones? I. He didn't Don't prepare, remember. by the way. So, Blue Spark, if you have anybody yell at, it's it's Chris because he didn't prepare for this. And you chose a lot of shows that don't have lollies, except for maybe Chio. And all the characters are lollies and Lucky Stars. <laughs> so, you want to put the Moe Miyuki with with the cute uh, Chio character, even though sounds I, fat. Sounds even though wonderful. I've already even though I've already paired up Chio. There, she has three. It's a three tri- a love triangle right there. There we, we created a love triangle ship. Uh, let's see here. You had Fuka and Kids on the Slope, which we have not watched Kids on the Slope. That's in the pile of shame, definitely. And did you ever watch Bamboo Blade? Huh? Have you ever watched Bamboo Blade? Don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. So we went with the last one he has here, which is my girlfriend. Or my first girlfriend is a gal and Shiki. I have not watched all the way through Shiki, so I'm not doing that one. Um, but he also has Neon Evangelion. So... My girlfriend is a my first girlfriend is a gal and Neon Juice Evangelion. <laughs> the I'm the childhood friend and Ray. Just because 
both of them deserve somebody. There you go. I, I can go with that one. I, I don't get the personality. <laughs> I put Ray and Nene, uh, so I did do the same thing as, but I just did it because only if Nene, who is a childhood friend and, and my girlfriend is a gal, only if Nene sees Ray as the big sister, then that would be really cute. I'd, I'd like to see that relationship. Um, I have, uh, because I hate Minoru, who is that pedophile guy and my gr- first girlfriend is a gal, I put him with Gendo. <laughs> yes so, where i'm on board with that gendo would gendo would take care of him he <laughs> would take care of him you'd probably see him as the disgusting human being he is and would uh treat him as like a, a battered stepchild or something i don't know uh shinji put and him in the robot <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's gonna shove him in the robot and get him killed they're perfect uh shinji and ronko who is the tanned uh my girlfriend is a gal girl. i could see i could see that that would be fun i think that would be a really fun relationship because i mean Ronko and Misato kind of have a similarity there in how they treat Shinji, so I think they'll be perfect, because they're both kind of promiscuous, they're both very kind of mature, so I'm going to see that same kind of relationship that Shinji has with Misato, so that's that's great. And I'll also put uh, Shinpei with uh, with uh, Kensuke, who is, uh, these are both the glasses friends of the shows, so Shinpei being the character <laughs> <laughs> in My First Girlfriend is a Gal, and the Kensuke, who is the the nerd otaku, mecha otaku guy from from Neon Evangelion, I think they'd be, I think they would geek out together. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll pair a yaoi. Kensuke would totally be top. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. I, I I think Shinpei was like the only bearable friend character in My Girlfriend Is a Gal, so I th- I see him being pretty passive. So yeah, I, I, he's totally a bottom. Ah. Uh... Kago and Asuka, um, only, only because Kago was probably one of the only non-annoying characters in that show, and uh, and Asuka was uh, was a good character, so one of, my, one of my favorite characters. So, which one was Kago? He was the only not annoying. You, uh, you said that. Well, okay. The glasses character was the last pairing. He was technically annoying. Yes. He was probably the most annoying, besides okay, the pedo so guy. Was the other guy. Yeah, so I got him mixed up. This is now the not annoying guy <laughs> with Asuka. Cause the he one was the who, who thought himself a, a Yakuza for some stupid reason. <laughs> I missed that. I forgot that part, apparently. He kept he kept putting himself in the in the biker jacket. He thought he was a Yonki or whatever they call it. Oh, that's right. And I got Junichi with Misato, because why not? Just throw them there. That's all I got, so... You have any other burns in that one? Nope. You're gonna you're gonna pair. Let's see here. Um, let's pair the main girl Yukana with uh, Ava Unit One. No, Pinpin. Yes, Pinpin and Yukana. Why would you want to do that to her? Because Pinpin's awesome and he deserves a good girl. <laughs> no, okay, I'll go with that. Wait, I don't, I don't remember. No, I think Pinpin was a guy. I don't remember. Let's go. Let's does it matter? It, does, it doesn't actually <laughs> matter. We'll have you or you're not. That's fine. Uh, let's see here. The other thing uh, Blue Spark said was also one more that might be a little you know hard what? to answer. I could do Ronko with with uh, with uh, with. Uh, oh my gosh! Do you need a list of characters? In- <laughs> I'm gonna hate myself. It's it's Karu. No, <laughs> Karu needs somebody. <laughs> It's the punchy girl. It's your favorite character, and I can't think of her name. Asuka? Asuka! Okay, right. Why I couldn't think of her name, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, 
How about Ronco and, and Asuka? Asuka's best girl, by the way, just to get everybody fired up. <laughs> Ray's best girl. They get all angry. Like, Ray is. Like, no, it's Asuka. I'm sorry. You're, you're... Well, technically, Masato's up there, too, but uh, Asuka takes it, so. No, Ray's better. Uh, Blue Spark says, also one more thing that, or one more that might be a little hard to answer on the spot. What are some of the most hilarious fight scenes you've seen in anime? Yeah, this is a hard one to kind of answer on the spot. I, but I took some time beforehand and thought of a few off the top of my head. Uh, I'll go high school DXD. It's, I don't remember who he was fighting, but the main character uh, recalls something that is told to him that there's something special about a certain part of the female anatomy, their chest in particular. And so he, in the middle of a fight, is asking which one he needs to grab. And I thought that was the most absurd thing to have in the middle of a fight, but they they pull it off. Uh, Konosuba, pretty much all the fight scenes are hilarious, especially with the, the Dullahan general and the Veneer general. They were both absolutely hilarious fights. Uh, Outbreak Company, where they have the, the school invaders, and the guy was going to yes, that set off the, the fireball. Fire oh no, once it started, it can't be stopped. <laughs> yeah, that was that was hilarious. I think there was a a fairy tale one where they had did a um, kept bringing up references to it, either RPG uh, uh, dice where you tabletop tabletop yes uh, kept bringing up those or uh, video game tropes and and inserting them into the into the storyline at random and yeah that was a pretty funny fight yeah there was a couple of pretty funny uh, fights in. Uh, one Punch Man. Mm, uh, I, I didn't get much of the comedy on that one, but I did get comedy out of Mob Psycho. I, I think the, the fight with Raijin towards the later part of the show was absolutely hilarious. So um, that's more of it. It's funny because it's more of the exchanges that they kind of have in the middle of the fight. It's not really the fight itself um, the, the, that I can think of off the top of my head anyways. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, usually, it's usually if the characters bounce off of each other well, it, quite literally. Um, Carmel Phantasm, when Hercules has to go to, uh, go shopping for Iliusville, that was, that was technically a fight in many regards, and it was <laughs> hilarious, so, I want Carnival Phantasm over here now, it needs to be legally distributed so we can buy it, rather than watching clips on YouTube, and Bazaka. And Bazaka. Bazarkar. Bazakar. <laughs> Any other ones you can think of the top of your head? I did, but I forgot them all. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for the questions, Blue Spark. As usual, you you make us rack our brains. Uh, Native Amer uh, American, sorry, Native American says, "Hey guys, long time listener, first time question asker. Uh, have you, uh, if you were ever, if you ever decided to cosplays at some convention, who or what do you think you'd be able to pull off?" Love the podcast. I don't. We were we were talking about the idea. I we of did a question like this before yeah we did we we said ginkgo or i said that'd ginkgo. be really cool that'd be really cool it, it's very it's very basic but cool at the same time i want to dye my hair though i wouldn't want to do a wig <laughs> I don't know if I can pull no no i i i did the platinum blonde thing it worked pretty fine with our hair um oh i would love to do nanachi Nah, i know we technically came to the conclusion that was a female but i would love to do nanachi just a just a full blown like plushy outfit and everything. It would be freaking hot as hell. But 
<laughs> Nobody else would be doing an Anashi. I, I can guarantee that. Uh, from Maiden Biss, by the way, for those who don't know who Nanashi is. Um, I would love to do a... Even though I don't particularly care much for his character overall, I would love to do like a uh, an Archer Unlimited Blade Works. I think that coat that would be would pretty really cool. cool. That would be pretty dang cool. But I know that I would not be able to pull off a single one of them because I, I just... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just think I love cosplay, but at the same time, I never I never think cosplay looks right, and I would I would probably bother myself to death trying to make it look right. So, <laughs> oh, I'll just not bother. Anything else on that one? Maybe I could do somebody from Soul Eater. That'd be pretty cool. That would be that would be interesting because there is there's something to be said about cosplay of things that just cannot or technically the artwork does not fit the human form. That's but true. The, but trying to make it fit the human form, I think, would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think there I think there's a charm to that. So yeah, Leda zero one three says hello all the way from Ecuador. Hey, thanks for listening. Okay, I have a question and a game for the podcast. One, from the following, which video game series would work as an anime and why? Fire Emblem Awakening, Tales of Berseria, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles? uh, No. I I think that's the only one I don't think would work, just because it's open world. Technically, Fire Emblem Awakenings has anime cutscenes throughout the entire thing. They're technically pseudo-CG, but... They have cutscenes throughout the entire... And I, it has a story in it that would be pretty wrecking to watch. Uh, and Tales of Asteria technically has a prequel story already animated for it in the Tales of Asteria of the Cross, so you can watch part of that. Um, and I think they'll probably eventually make a full-scale anime out of it eventually, so... Yeah. That's my opinion. Like I said, Xenoblade Chronicles, I would love to watch it as, a, as an anime, and I think it would be cool just because... What's interesting about Xenoblade Chronicles is they pulled off the one thing that I don't think... Well, I'm thinking about Xenoblade Chronicle X. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles is pretty much the same deal, but uh, I wasn't too interested in Xenoblade Chronicles' story, though I got, I got kind of stuck in the, the leveling, so maybe it's because I haven't watched the entire... or I haven't seen the entire story for it, but... Yeah, anyways. But no, Xenoblade Chronicles X, I think, would be cool just in the regard that... It is a story about a character you create that is technically supposed to be voiceless, main character type setup, kind of like you know, uh, um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim kind of thing, where you create a character and they are unique to your creation. Um, but they managed to somehow pull it in the story really well, and I think that would be cool as an anime too. So, next one he has says, uh, "Game most OP." Um, so I guess each one of these things, which to name a character that's OP under each one of these categories. Uh, for dog, I have Minchi from Excel Saga. <laughs> the the dog rations. I'm gonna go with he's, he went through hell. That's an OP dog. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, he's a pretty awesome dog. But didn't we say Flanders was was pretty OP too? Flanders, Flanders. He was. Gundam. Oh yeah, that dog went. That dog was went through hell too. Yeah, but I was gonna go with dog and scissors. Was that he's pretty uh, op dog? He was able to deal with some pretty crazy crap from that lady. I think that Flanders was double Zeta, wasn't it? Was it double Zeta? It's the one that had the the cute girl that was with them the entire time that they never really ever used. Yeah, that that was a good dog too. 
But uh, Dog and Scissors, he he had to put up with some crazy crap for that lady. That's a person. He's not OP. You, well, technically, <laughs> that makes him even more OP. He is a human in a dog's body. Okay. I guess. Uh, most OP mecha. I have Wing Gundam Zero, which technically I didn't get much out of, sadly, but I think it's OP looking. Um, and then RX Zero Unicorn Gundam, which towards the end of Unicorn Gundam, that thing was pretty much godlike so really yeah did it did it beat uh the the first one we watched the, the one with one. uh after war gundam yeah after war that thing was pretty weak it just it just the one that sucked up rays that's sucked, not it sucked up superpowers from the moon shot everything but technically unicorn gunman yeah got it basically ran around and made everything into particles and destroyed everything it was, okay it was that's nuts. pretty dang up it was like disabling everything the only, the only, the only, because we, we, we had gotten to discuss, discussing this at some point and, uh, the, the one in G Requingista was pretty dang OP, but the fact that it was technically a pat quote unquote pacifist, um, Gundam made it to where it couldn't actually do any damage to anything. If you remember. They were they were definitely very unique towards the uh, in that show and and how they were a lot of them were defensive which was kind of exactly cool. it was that was something that we never really seen in a lot of the the Gundam series so and um and that one that I still fought. I still think Barbados was one of the most OP Gundams of all but was it just because it, uh what's his face took a lot of damage in his Gundam so. Is it really okay to say that it was an OP Gundam just based on the, or should we just go, well, because of the fact that he was just such a beast inside that Gundam, that's what made it a, an awesome Gundam. A lot a lot of that was really laying on the fact that he was just really good and wrecked a lot of things. So I don't <laughs> know. I was trying to find a clip of him, like just destroying everything, but I can't find it. So boo. I can't wait for that OVA to come out. We, we could, we, it's going to be enjoyable to see it in its true, its true form. Talk about UC Gundam, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Says uh, Emoto, the most OP Emoto. What do you got? Oh, that's hard. You're so mean. You make me choose. If you want to go strictly, if you want to go strictly. Uh, OP, I would go with the the sisters from Bakemonogatari series or Monogatari series. Uh, Suki and <laughs> they, they, they were just they're just they have something they about beat, them that is pretty OP. But do they beat Sasami? And they're also really really awesome. Do they beat Sasami? Yes. No. And Sasami's not technically the the little sister. She's Ayaka's little sister. Because then I'll say Rem because she's a little sister of somebody else. No, we're talking about little sister of the character of the story. Well, technically, you could put Rem in there. Because she is a little sister. She's not the little sister of the main character, though. So you cannot... That but work. she is a little sister. It doesn't no, matter. No, Chris. You don't have to find some <laughs> more technicality. Um, and I also put... Come uh, on. If, if I'm putting aside the OPness, even though they are technically in the same category as what I'm about to say, is which is basically cuteness and lovableness. Uh, Kamachi, I loved her as a little sister in Snafu. Uh, I think that she just worked well with the main character and... I'll say Kiranoa, even though it'll annoy everybody from Oribo. I still think she's really cool, even though ignoring the later parts of the show, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go with the um, 
the one from my friends because I think she was pretty dang just adorable. My friends? Yeah. The Hagenai. Yeah. Uh, most OP swordsman. I put Toko from, from Utubana Mono because it was fresh in my mind because I was doing this news article and Toko is awesome. So I'm still going to go with the one from uh, Katana Katari. I think he was pretty dang epic. He's not a swordsman. Yes, he is. That's the point. Oh my gosh, you're bringing the stupid <laughs> argument up again. Why? You did this on purpose, didn't you, Lido? It's not a swordsman. But most OP protagonist, but you cannot use Tatsuya. <laughs> I like how they know us. Um, I will put, because he pretty much hit the same category here recently, well, no, uh, Inuyashiki is pretty much in Tatsuya territory right now, but technically the protagonist from Smartphone, uh, in another world of my smartphone, was, <laughs> was pretty Tatsuya as well, so. Yeah, he was. And Icon will always be Icon. Okay, Icon okay. is always that. There's another, you can't, see, now they'll know from now on that you put Icon in the list along with Tatsuya, because we'll bring that one up as well, so. Mm, Goku. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. <laughs> he just be- he's becoming a god and stuff. So there you go. Uh, thanks for the question, Leto. That was some awesome stuff. So last one we have here is Companion Cube says. Companion Cube says on Wednesday, my mom and I went and saw Silent Voice in the theaters. Uh, we both really loved it. I'm jealous, by the way. Uh, and it really was well done. However, I'm not sure if I want to see it again. There were some very difficult and uncomfortable scenes throughout it that I feel I've like I've gotten I got to be a very specific mood to want to go through it again. Don't blame you. Do either of you have an anime movie and or series that you would love you love a lot, but you have no desire to ever watch again? I know rewatching things isn't really an option for you two right now, but let's say hypothetically if you had all the time in the world to rewatch. And on the flip side, is there any shows you don't particularly care much for, but would have an interest in rewatching someday. Keep up the great podcast, guys. I I I go with you on your first one because that was the first That's one I thought of. <laughs> gave, gave the fire. Gave the gave the fire fires. We we talk about it all the time. It's 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 one of those that you will watch it. You should watch it at least once. And once you come away with watching it, you will probably never want to watch it again. It's just that much of a slap in the face of humanity you you will you're in a dark place watching yeah, this. <laughs> it, it is it, it's that it's such a it, it is what it is just go in watch that, it. in that regard it's like the the later parts of made in abyss is like that <laughs> it's like i don't know if i want to sit through that again that was painful yeah um i i also thought of uh maria the virgin witch i thought it was a great show but there was scenes in there that made me question a lot of things about myself. And I and I don't think I'd ever want to watch that again. Question that things about, not question things about, question <laughs> things about humanity in general. Good job fixing that one. Uh, Colorful, I think, is in that realm. That one was a, it was a pretty solid movie, but there... There's just nothing about it that I that I feel like, not so much that there's no replay value to it, but it just did it is one of those ones that kind of goes in a dark place, and I don't know if I really want to go through that again kind of thing. Uh, I do want to watch through Higurashi really badly, but I am questioning if I want to enjoy sitting through all that gore again. Yeah, that's... Um, but there's other elements of that show that I want more than just to experience the gore again. I want to experience the other things to it and revisit that story, so... Well, that's that's just like, for me, furikuri. I want to watch it again, but I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> 
shows that you don't particularly care for, but would ha- have an interest in rewatching. Strangely enough, uh, there's a lot of really weird shows like Dragonar, The Resonance. I want to rewatch that to see if it is as bad as I remember it being. Uh, j- most of the, the the ones that come to my mind when you ask this question is the ones that I I always bash that I wonder if are really that bad. So I want to go rewatch Dragon Out the, the Resonant because I I want to see if I'm justified by saying that all the time. Um, more so for the podcast purposes. So all those th- all the things that pop my mind are really for those things. Um, I guess outside of that, um, I do kind of really want to watch Cross Age again. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, it, it's not that I. Yeah, it's it's in the don't care for area. It's it's I don't know what to think of that show. I still don't know what to think of that show. <laughs> and I want to rewatch it to see if I could possibly make sense of myself and by rewatching it. So um it's probably still crazy, Andy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I do want to watch it again. I just just because it it was just such so much fun and and, and we have to watch it again together, you know. Because we just had so much fun with that show as what that show was. Just because it is. But now we can watch it in Blu-ray so we can see all the nippleless characters. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently they uncensored it, but they just, they they raced something else as well along with it. So, oops. I don't know if that was an oops or not. <laughs> I can't really think of any other ones off the top of my head, though. Things that I want to rewatch. Mushishi, I want to rewatch that because. But you don't. And I, I want to watch it, it though. Huh? That you don't particularly care about. Oh, that I don't care about. I don't think I've ever had any shows like that. I've had shows that I've absolutely despised and dropped, but nothing that was really kind of I don't care. Yeah, drop them. I want to revisit. There's there's a lot of those ones. Um, like Space Danny, I would love to go back and watch that eventually. Um, Gurren Lagan. I didn't get through one episode of that, but I do want to go back and watch it. Yeah, that 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 that, that list is un like limitless. Like well, I, have, I have, I didn't. I have a whole section in my Miami list that's for that stuff. I didn't really start dropping things until recently, so it would have been in the last couple seasons, if anything. Let's see. What? Let's see my dropped list on my enemy list. That I would any of these that I would actually. I still want to watch Flowers of Evil. I do want to watch that one. I mean, I've read through the manga already. But I would, I do want to go back and watch that, even though it's rotoscope hell. There's a side of me that want to watch Arpeggio Blue Still, <laughs> just because Chris watched it and he was okay with it. Um, I still don't want to. I don't want to go back to Bakken Test. <laughs> um, let's see. There's some of these that I I got like real far into. I do kind of want to watch Captain Earth. I I hear that show gets I, so I much bad. I kind of want to watch that one too. I thought it was a pretty solid looking first episode. I just, I was, the ending of that first episode th- just was like, <laughs> Andrew, would you watch Crime Edge? No, I'm never, <laughs> I'm never going to touch that with a 10 foot pole again. See, like, like Dinky Guy, I was seven episodes in that and I dropped it. Again, I'm in, a, I, I, I accept things more now, so maybe I would not be bothered by that as much now. Gakuen you should handsome. do. You should do. Gakuen Hansen. <laughs> Garo. I want to go watch the Mappa Garo, uh, the the old series they had. I still want to watch that. Uh, I never finished Haikyuu. I need to season. finish Haikyuu. 
That that is one that I should I should finish. Don't it. even bring it up because now we're gonna get a bunch of you. Why you haven't watched? <laughs> oh my! I got far into Himoto. Well, I never. It was. It just was a time thing. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't like it. I just didn't have time to finish it. I will finish it someday. Just haven't gotten around to it. I do want to go watch Chaika. Coffin. Chaika. I would love to finish that one. Why are we talking about shows that we should? Muko. I'm I gotta padding. finish Muko. I haven't watched finished Muko. Oh my gosh, Muko was so bad. I liked Muko. No, you don't. She was Stop adorable. Kidding. Stop kidding yourself. That was that was not even animated. <laughs> uh, let's see. Never did finish Kuro Sensei Quest. I was enjoying it though. That was another time thing. I do need to finish uh, the show that we were talking about earlier, the regular, regular Magic High. I'm technically halfway through that show, and I dropped it. How did it. you drop that? <laughs> it just it, yeah, just it's Tatsuya. <laughs> it, I don't blame you on that, but it's Tatsuya. It's still you got half, almost halfway through it. I'm not touching Momokuri again. I know people love it. That's fine. Just was not working for me. I gotta finish Nurin. Why did I never finish that wonderful piece of art with that wonderful teacher that like you to only do got selfies. three episodes in it. It took three times seeing that lady talk about her twin tails. You I should watch. You should finish that. I'm, I want to watch that. I, I don't understand. I don't understand how you gave up on that one. I don't remember what was throwing me off about it. I think it was mostly the animation. I think it was the jokes. You were saying, if I remember right, you didn't like the jokes. It got pretty repetitive. But it was so funny at first. It was so funny at first. The first time they told those jokes, though. That's that's the problem. I have, I have so many drops. Uh, I thought I got further in Recon than that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, I have to finish the... my Recently, my sister's unusual. I've got five episodes into that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that show. Um... So these are a lot of my three. I gave three episode stuff, kind of stuff, all mixed in here. So uh, I still kind of want to go back two episodes into Skip Beat. Yeah, it was a long time ago though. I never finished Sword No Method, and I got six episodes in that one. Celestial Method. That one's another surprise drop. Uh, Space Daniel was five episodes. You really in that should one. finish Strike the Blood. Yeah, that, that just got the so ending dumb. sucked. The ending sucked. No, the one that you really need to finish is Tokyo Ravens. I still, I still think that you would have liked that. That one got dumb too, but I might enjoy it now. I don't know. I did love the intro. That has an Tokyo Ravens has an excellent intro. Like visually, music, everything was on sync. That was an epic intro. I still want to finish Sabasa Chronicles. That's just that's another one that's lost in life. That one is that one's on my shame list. I I've always wanted to finish that one. I do kind of want to finish Umineko. Umineko was the when when uh what was it when seagulls cry. It was not it was not uh, it was not uh, when cicadas cry. That was the problem with that one though. Oh, I never finished the what was that called in Search of Lost Futures? I never finished that one. That's right. I thought you did. I thought I skimmed the ending for that one or something like that. <laughs> Disappearing telescopes. My gosh. Oh, man. I still got to finish Wadamote. Uh, I got six episodes in that one. I might, I might be more forgiving of that now. I do want to finish Yu Yu Hakusho. I think I got somewhere in the tournament. 
I finished the tournament. I didn't get past very far past the la- the the next arc. I heard somebody saying that it was because they never did technically bring that over. So you have an excuse at least. <laughs> <laughs> it went 112 episodes. Like I said, it's on Crunchyroll now. It's just, I, I know it doesn't have 112 episodes on there unless they they're they they were still adding them when I when I clicked on oh, there it. There it is. Yeah, 28 episodes. That's not 112 episodes, Crunchyroll. What the heck? And I know Funimation has it all, so they must just be releasing them as they're doing. Yeah, they're rolling out in future dates. That's what it says on their site, so. Eventually. They'll get them here. See, 28 is, they're still in the, the tournament arc, so maybe I watched more than that. What did I put, 23? 24. Yeah, I must. I might have watched more than just 24. Maybe I just put 24 there because I just didn't know what I, how far I got in. Anyways, that was that was fun padding time. <laughs> Anything else to add to the list? I don't know. I, you, you cut it off. That's fine. Cut what off? The list. My list of drops, that was it. Yeah, I know. There was something on there that I forgot it. It's okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Yokitak Japan? Yeah. Need to get back to finishing that. That I think I dropped that because it kind of got re- repetitive too, so... Yeah, we got we got into a different kind of a food arc. If it was after the main bakery tournament, and then that they was, went that to was another food wars before food wars or food wars. Yeah, before food wars was food wars. You want to know why food wars isn't that appealing to us? Because we already seen all that we stuff seen in Yakutai Japan. Yakutai Japan. Yeah. Exactly, and it was all about pun. <laughs> you, you foolish you newbies in your but did that your have... food wars? We had Yakutai Japan, but did that have uh? Do you remember if that had ecchi in it? No, I don't think it so. had it some jokes, like that kind of stuff. But it had some jokes, like uh, the guy who went to the to heaven. He had uh, girls fondling all over him, but that was about it. Yeah, I don't think it was falling at you though. That was a fun show, though. It had it had a lot of goofiness to it, so I I would love to revisit that one. I and it actually, to tell you the truth, it. I yeah, think it did it. the. I think this uh, Yakutai Japan did the cooking thing a little bit better than Food Wars, personally, my opinion. See, I I, I want to say that as well, but I don't know if that's just my my rose tinted glasses. I a lot of that no, has to do with rose tinted glasses. The me. main reason is because they actually explored the ingredients better than Food Wars. Now, Food Wars does toy with the ingredients here and there, but it's usually focus on one ingredient, talk about how important that is, and then move on to how it's making girls' clothes go away. Um, whereas with Yakutite Japan, they actually would break down, okay, there it's using this kind of a yeast, and this kind of yeast is doing this, and that's this is how it's affecting the human body, and then going into different techniques for preparing the bread. And like in particular the main protagonist has um what did what was his hand what was what did they call his hands i know it had something to do with his circulation it made his hands warmer warm and so yeah. and they they he actually has a rival who has cold hands the exact opposite and that goes into a different thing it, it, that's that's yakitai japan actually was it's more about the cooking Yes, the characters are involved in it. That's why it's a quote-unquote sports show. But it 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 did it, like I said, it did it better than Food Wars, per se. I like how they have the three parts of DVDs for cheaper than the collection. 
<laughs> math. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's that all. That doesn't mean have. food wars is bad. Nobody's saying food wars is bad. Because I know somebody's going to come in. That, somebody's going to pop in and say that. Say that we said that. We never said it. Anywho, again, we're out of questions. So if you have any questions for us, go ahead and put it on the forums that we have them for our next discussional podcast episode. We're out now. Um, but yeah, we're from the Talkspirit.com's website. You can go there for all our anime, new and old. It was our wonderful community in the forum links at the top, social media links on the right side. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the discussional podcast episode. We're talking all the news. And... Uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed everything. Again, as usual, thank everybody for their constant support, both through uh, our Patreon, through uh, funding, and for those that verbally support us by telling other people about us. We always uh, appreciate it. So, Did we skip one up there? Skip one what? Magical Girl. Uh, most OP. Who's your most, most OP Magical Girl? Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, technically... They we can't answer that without being spoilery. Um... Yeah, pretty much every magical girl at some point gets godlike. So it, it's a fight of gods. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. All magical girls become godlike and uh, can't really, they can't technically beat each other. So all magical girls are OP. There you go. You I cheated. Okay. I'm yeah, we can't answer that because it, it would be spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Sorry. Anyhow, he's going to hate us for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Oos! Oh,